Welcome to Movie Maker. I'm Tim Malloy, and today our guest is Sandra Lipsky, founder and director of the Evolution Mallorca International Film Festival. She's a German-born actor and filmmaker who ended up leading a film festival on a Spanish island widely considered one of the most gorgeous places on earth. And she'll explain how she did that. Obviously, I think this is a good episode if you're thinking of entering the Evolution Mallorca International Film Festival, but I also think it's a good episode if you're thinking of entering any film festival or starting any kind of big creative undertaking. Cassandra is one of those people who seems to have just a boundless reserve of sunniness and optimism, enthusiasm that makes her very, very difficult work look very fun. She's one of my favorite people in the festival space. I mean, she basically started a film festival in paradise. She exemplifies the theme of Evolution Mallorca, bridging cultures, bridging people. I first met Sandra on a panel at Slamdance in 2019, where she shared some very good advice for filmmakers and made it really clear that she gets extremely invested in every film that enters Mallorca. It's a place where filmmakers at every level, from first-time filmmakers to Oscar winners, get to hang out, embrace cinema, learn from each other, and go to the beach. I got to be a judge last year. Uh, Before you get too jealous, it was virtual. I did not travel to Mallorca, but I kind of feel like I did because the Evolution Mallorca filmmakers do a really good job of capturing the cultural richness and the spirit of cosmopolitanism that the region is known for. I saw films from Turkey, Japan, New York City, and we're about to talk about a couple of them, including I, Gilbert by the American actor-director Adrian Martinez and Toprak by the Turkish-German director Sevgi Hirschhauser. Both of those films won awards last year. And if you want to see Mallorca in its incredible cinematic glory, check out a very funny, very strange film that also won an award at last year's festival, Baumbacher Syndrome, by Gregory Kirchhoff. Besides founding Evolution Mallorca, Sandra is also the creator of The Festival Key. Check out thefestivalkey.com, where she helps filmmakers create a festival strategy to help their movies break out. It's an incredible idea, and as a filmmaker who has both succeeded at festivals and runs a festival, she's the perfect person to run it. Once again, I'm Tim Malloy from Movie Maker, and here's our awesome guest, Sandra Lipsky. Before we get into how you started the Evolution Mallorca Film Festival, can you just explain how you got into acting and filmmaking when you knew you wanted to make movies, really? Yes. I love thinking back to those moments. Um, I was... I was born in Berlin, Germany, and I moved to Mallorca, Spain when I was nine years old. And while I was still in high school, I followed a friend of mine to an audition for a German TV show that was shot here on the island. And the casting director saw me and asked me if I wanted to read for a part. And I was a teenager and I was like, yeah, why not? Let's try this. And, um, And I read for the part and I got it. And then I ended up being bumped up to the main cast after a couple of weeks shooting. And, and I was in that TV show for about two years doing my high school, my, the end of high school and, and being an actress in this, in this show. And that just really pushed me into this world of, of being an actor and, and making, making a show and taught me so much. It was really like my, my film school. My, my early day film school and acting school because everything had to be so quick and fast in a TV show. So I loved it so much. Um, and when that ended and, and I, I 
finished high school, my dad was very, very strict of like, you will not go back on set if you don't, you know, get your diploma and you pass all your exams. And I did, thank God. And, and then I really wanted to um, do it the right way. And I said, I want to go to New York and study acting, Lee Strasberg, and really do it the right way. And, and I did that. And then um, when you do that as a European, when you finish your studies at an American school, you get like a year training where you can stay in the country and, and kind of try to work at what, what you just um, trained for. And so I went to LA and I started acting and I got an agent there. And um, it was kind of like the very, it was very fun time. This was around 2004, 2005. And it, it was not the time of social media yet. It was all, it was, I don't know. I just look back and, and I look on it so fondly. And, and it was a time where people started to make their own little productions more and more. Um, and I started to make little short films and things and, and I wanted to make more. And, and my husband and I started dating at that point. And he's a cinematographer and he went to one of the most prestigious film schools, uh, Ludwigsburg in Germany. And he said, well, if you really want to do more movies, you should go back to film school and really study that as well. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so at that point I was already in my mid twenties and I thought, you know, I don't want to go back to another three years. So I did this one year program at the LA film school in in Los Angeles and that was for me that was such a great um, option at that point um, to do like a one-year crash course it was like 12 months every day full-time and I loved it and that the thesis film I did uh, there went to a lot of festivals in California at least like that's and that's when I started to that's when I started to like experience this oh, film festivals and what they do and what they are, what, what they stand for and what they can do for a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and I was just so fascinated by it and, and going with a movie that I made and showing people and meeting people and networking and then being able to maybe make a new production with someone else that I didn't know before. That was just so fascinating to me. And um, so I thought to myself, oh, I have to send my movie to Mallorca. My family's lived here still and want them to see it. And then I saw that there was no film festival here. Oh, wow. And that was really the moment where I was like, wait a moment, wait a minute. I could not believe it. And I, um, I was really shocked by it because literally in California, it felt like every street corner had its own festival. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that Mallorca hadn't. So I, um, I would come back here every Christmas and meet with my old friends that I grew up with here. And I, and I, told, I told this wish or idea that I had to one of my childhood friends who was like an economics, he was a numbers guy. And, uh, and I told him, I want, to, I want to start a film festival here. I, I feel like there is a need for it. Um, you know, Mallorca is such an international island and it's you can reach it so easily and everyone kind of if they haven't been here they at least heard about it yeah and a lot of films have shot here and now it's just like i mean it's insane like at this very moment that i see there's three netflix things shooting outside my door it's like insane right now so um so my friend pow who's still to this day my festival partner like my guy who does all my budgets and tells me what i can and cannot do <laughs> or spend money on 
Um, he said, okay, I've never been to a film festival, but let's do it. <laughs> so that was, that was um, December, 2011. And then in October, 20, 2012, we did our first festival. Wow. I've never been to Mallorca. I've been to Barcelona. I've been to Madrid. I've never made it to Mallorca stupidly because now it's at the top of my list of Spanish locales. But through your festival, seeing some films that were shot there and through my wife's account, because she has been there, it sounds like one of the most beautiful places on earth. I'm honestly surprised that no one thought to put a festival there for the tourism, for the chance mm -hmm. for filmmakers to go there, for studio executives to have an excuse to go to Mallorca. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of astonishing that no one had done that before. How did your family end up in Mallorca in the first place? Well, my dad was, um, my dad moved around a lot for work. Mm -hmm. And so he thought if I'm away for a couple of weeks and I have to come up and I come back home, I want to come home and have you guys and have home be Mallorca. They started coming here a year before I was born every summer. Um, after that, we would spend here. And at some point they were like, let's just stay there and live there. And yeah, they're very, that's where my sponta spontaneity comes from. They're very much like that. They're like, let's just try it and see what happens. And we did. And my mom still lives here. She has never left. So. Oh, that's great. Can you just describe it for people who don't know and describe some of the settings of the festival? Because I remember watching it last year when you did it during COVID, but you had mm -hmm. so many outdoor locations and so much opportunity for social distancing to watch films yeah. in these beautiful settings. Yeah, last year was very special because we had to think outside the box. Um, and we, so the island itself, um, it's just off of the coast of Barcelona in the Mediterranean. And it's one of um, four other islands. It's the biggest island, Mallorca. Then there's Menorca, Ibiza, and um, Formentera. And it's very, so it's it, like I already said, Mallorca is a big pool of international people who live here yeah. and the locals are wonderful. And I think because they love this island so much and they love, people love to take care of the island. Yeah. It's really clean. People really are conscious about the environment here. Even if you were born here or you are someone who comes here for vacation or you have a vacation home here, you really just like tr want to take care of this place. Um, and that's, a, that's a feeling that you don't always get with vacation destinations kind of them, but here people really care about this Island and everybody comes back. Like once they come, it's like a thing they do every year. And, and it's like their Island, like in Germany, they call it like, it's part of Germany. It's funny. And they, and they, they have a lot of love for it. Um, and, and regarding the festival and where we hold it, we hold it in the main city, which is Palma, um, in the old town, which is just absolutely beautiful. Um, there's this big cathedral that's kind of the heart of, of Palma and it has the biggest stained glass window all of Europe, if not even in the world. I mean, the ancient stained glass window. And there's just so much to look at. And there's the big palace where the king and queen spend their summer. They have just been here last week. And um, so there's all this history, but at the same time, there's this big wave in the last 10 years since I started the festival, really, that all these young entrepreneurs um, have started their small businesses. There is like this little tech, tech corner, you know, not corner, but there's this little tech section just outside the city, it's kind of like a very innovative 
city with the young people starting new businesses and being un entrepreneurs, coffee shops, co-working spaces, just a lot of, lot of cool things. But not overrun, not not, not oh, I mean, in, in the summer months, yes, I would say it, it is a little overrun. Right now, it's it's a little bit crowded. Um, but that's why the festival is out of season, sort of. So the last week of October is kind of, I always explain it as the Indian summer of New York. Like, it's still beautiful and the temperature is just right. And I tell people, you know, I tell my filmmakers in the mornings, just after the amazing panel talks you went to, you go and take a dip in the ocean or in the sea, and then you come and watch movies in the afternoon. And that's kind of the rhythm at the festival. We're very chill, we're a very intimate, familiar festival. Um, you get to know everyone who's there very quickly. Um, although there's a lot of people, it's still feels very intimate and, um, and friendly and open. One of the themes of the festival is building bridges between cultures. And some of the cultural bridges that you build are really interesting. As a judge for the festival last year, I noticed some patterns with Turkish filmmakers, German filmmakers, and really all across the Spanish diaspora. I mean, you would have like films from Latin America, you would have films from New York. How did you find that confluence? How did you find that sort of unique mix of, of interests? I mean, because I don't really see a lot of festivals that cover both Turkey and, you know, the Bronx. Yeah, that's a really great question. And it took me a couple of years to find that niche or that motto for the festival. For the first two, three years, um, journalists would ask me, so what's the festival about? But what is it really? And what do you, what's your focus? And driving one day, it came to me like bridging cultures, bridging people. Yeah. And I think because that's what I am, that's what my life is about. I was born in Germany. I grew up in Spain. I've lived in the U.S. for so many years. And that's what I bring back when I like having lived in the U.S. for over 16 years and now coming back to Europe and doing the festival. I bring back a lot of those experiences and I bring back a lot of pe people and culture from there who are a Latino or Asian or anywhere and mix them with Europe. Um, and like you said, um, that Turkish German movie, it's actually a Turkish movie, but the filmmaker lives in Germany her husband is the cinematographer and he's German. But I, I just love those connections. The mm -hmm. fact that two people from such different cultures can create such a beautiful film together. That's, that's amazing to me. That's what I want to show. Yeah, the films really do seem to find universal points. I just thought watching the film that we're talking about, which I believe won last year. Pop uh, Rock, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, um, which I was a big fan of. It, it made me recognize just how important soil is, which isn't a thing that I ever would have thought about. I never would have thought about the importance of just the quality of soil and mm -hmm. what that makes and whether a community is rich or poor, but that's a universal thing. And it really crosses mm -hmm. whether you're in Turkey, whether you're in Costa Rica, whether you're in yeah. Iowa. It's, yeah, I just, I think you do a really nice job of finding these universal stories that also feel trans, you're really transported. Whether you're mm -hmm. transported to Mayorka or you're transported to somewhere else that you don't often see on film. And I really appreciate that. I think, I think the job that you all do of curating the films and choosing the films is amazing. And oh, thank you so much. And it's, it's not the same films you see in every festival. It isn't like, oh, this is playing here, and then it's playing here, and then it's playing here. Mm -hmm. You find some stuff that's really off the path that 
I think is really cool and really great for filmmakers who are looking for their own unique niche. I think that's definitely a unique point of evolution um, that we really dig deep. We really look at every submission. It's, be, it, it's being watched at least twice. I really want to find those diamonds in the rough. That's kind of what we're all about. And of course you can go to the other festivals and pick their winners and show them. And that's great. And sometimes we do that as well because those are wonderful films. But I think what makes a festival special and unique, or at least for us, is to really find these special movies you wouldn't otherwise, we would really not see otherwise. What has been the biggest challenge or some of the biggest challenges in the 10 years that you've been doing this? Um, I think there's two ways to answer that. There's one personal challenge and then there's one sort of more outside uh, outside to the public challenge where that's always, you know, there's always the, the thing about money. You never have enough budget to do what you really want to do. Um, you don't, you don't think you have the support that you deserve. Um, that was a, a big issue in the beginning years, but I don't want to tell anyone that they were at fault here on the Island because they didn't also know what we needed because they didn't have a film festival. So it was really hard for us in the first couple of years to find a way together to say me as a festival, this is what I need from you as a city. And then for them to understand and be like, okay, you can have that, or we can support you with that. We had to kind of do this little trial and error for a couple of years, which that that's hard. Um, but we got through it and now we're a great team. <laughs> so, um, and then on a personal level, Oh my God. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I wanted to quit every year. It's just so hard. I mean, <laughs> and I want to be honest, it's like, it's building a company from, from scratch. And there's that part of building a business sort of. And then also every year when you deliver that program and you click that button and make it go online and it's live you're like oh, are people gonna hate it or what are people gonna think people are like that is just like I get goosebumps just tell it just thinking about it because it's gonna come up in two months I have to do that so that's just been nerve-wracking for me every year um but it's, it's you know and then you just have to stand there and even if you people are like why did you program that like, and, or people come out of the cinema um, maybe now I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's always a moment where I, I like to sit there. I like to sit outside the cinema doing the night screenings and just see people's reactions. And sometimes they come out and like, Sandra, I can't believe you programmed that. And then they come the next day and they watch another film and they go, oh my God, I'm still thinking about the one from yesterday. I'm like, I know. And that's exactly what I wanted you to do because that's is something happening in your brain. Are you, you know, shifting views or opinions for yourself? And he's like, there was this guy actually that I'm actually talking about. And he's like, yeah, like I'm really, you know, I'm going to like think about that topic for a while. And I'm like, great. So this movie moved something in you. And that's exactly what we want to do. Yeah. I think about a movie that you did last year, I Gilbert, which is kind of about sexual predator might be too strong a term, but he's definitely a sleazy guy. And you sort <laughs> of see it from his perspective and everybody in the movie has their flaws but they're very human and it feels very real and you sort of get a different take on it's basically explaining how somebody becomes someone who like takes pictures of strangers in the street um and it's disturbing in a lot of ways and challenging in a lot of ways but that movie me through the entire year i think about that movie wow. all the time and what a strange 
and brave movie that was to program, honestly, because I'm sure a lot of people just went like, uh-uh, no, I don't like this guy. He seems like a sicko to me. I'm out. It's definitely loving the villain in this, in this film. Um, but I liked it so much because of course what he does is, is, is weird and strange, you know, but then on the other hand, it's not like he's abusive in any ways. That's not, it doesn't go there, but um, it has that voyeuristic touch. And don't we all have that a little bit, but we maybe won't admit to it. Um, and it was just a very interesting way how also this, this lead actor is the writer, producer, director of this film. And he put just all the stuff that he put into it and, and the great actors that he got to, to be in the movie. Um, it just, yeah, he just, he also, it just stuck with me. It just stuck with me so much. I, I just talked to him yesterday, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, because we're getting him Spanish distribution. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hooked him up with a Spanish distributor and they are just following up again now after COVID and talking because he's interested. So, you know, these are the stories I, you know, what I'm really proud of. So, yeah. My wife and I were watching The Sopranos the other night because we were rewatching it and he was on an episode and I think the third season and I was like, I know him. I've seen his movie. He's a really yeah. good actor. It's yeah. But to see him 20 years ago and then see him evolve to, you know, at some point he'll be making his own film. His own very cool film. Wow, that's fantastic. Were there yeah. any other challenges or any other unexpected rewards? Um, let me think about more. I mean, challenges definitely. Um, we we are you know we are an international festival, and I live by coastal, and our whole team is sort of by coastal, and they're everywhere around. And now it's such a normal thing that that happens, and we're all virtual. But like nine or eight years ago it wasn't really like that not even five years ago so I think it was just there was a challenge definitely in 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 guiding everyone and keeping the team together and and what I think is still really challenging and I've talked to also bigger festivals about that um one of the programmers at San Sebastian for example how they deal with the fact that you know you kind of team up a couple of months, some six months, some three months before the festival and they become this family again. And, but then the other, the rest of the time, the rest five months or six months that you don't really talk every day, you become, you feel kind of detached. And then there's that challenge of building that family again. Right. Um, I guess that's the same thing of when you make a movie and then you finish it and then you make a new one and you build that family again. And, that's, I mean, it's, it's not impossible, but it's always a little bit nerve wracking for me to, to, to figure out like, Oh, is that person coming back? I really loved that work so much last year, but this time, this year they don't have time. And how am I going to fill that position? And just a little of anxiety there always, I guess. <laughs> this isn't about us, but I relate so much to what you're saying because every time we do a magazine, <laughs> it's like you're in the yeah. trenches with somebody for like a week and you're trading texts at midnight. Do you have this photo? Do you have this? And it's so, you're so in each other's lives. And then the magazine ends, you, you get it out, you feel great about it. And then you just need to sort of do other stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, I haven't talked to them in two weeks. And I was talking to them every single day. It's just this- Right. Yeah. And, and then you always feel like, did I do something wrong? Or are they mad at me? Well, sometimes I have those thoughts and then I just have to be like no I think we all just need a break but it's weird because I miss them but I 
it was just a strange and that that doesn't go away i never get used to that after so many years it's very it's a very strange feeling yeah. um what what do you most want people to know about the festival like people who are considering pitching who are considering entering a film what should they really understand i think the the thing that's very important for me is that we really look for for movies that show different cultures, have very, a variety of languages in them, show diversity in the filmmaking and in the crew and cast. Um, it's really important. And this is also what I teach when I do my consulting for festival strategies that you really check out the festival before you submit. Yeah. Um, maybe you love Mallorca and maybe um, you'd love to come here, but just make sure that it really, that your film has some sort of angle where you can pitch it to me in that way that what we are looking for. Otherwise it's really hard for us and it's really hard for the filmmaker to then later get a rejection, you know, and, um, but if you can find a way to pitch it to us the right way, and I mean, if it fits, it fits, you don't even need to pitch. But I think that always, um, that always helps because we're very true to that, to that mission, I think. And I want people to, to know that, that the festival is very, it's a very intimate festival. And, and like I said already, we, you get to know everyone very, very fast. When we invite journalists or, or panelists, we have this really great um, financing panel this year. And these people that we invite to speak on this panel, they, they know that they're coming to meet the filmmakers. Yeah. The way that we that we work at Evolution is after the panel is done, we're not going to let you out the back door and go back home. We really want you to be open and, and available to the filmmakers and give out your business cards and make connections and really have them meet you. Like, that's why we bring you. Um, we, we don't just want them to sit in the last row trying to hear what you're saying about, you know, we really want to make those connections. Um, and they love that. Actually, I feel like when you give people that opportunities, like speakers who come to your festival, they actually really like that. We had Melissa Leo, um, amazing actress, Oscar winner from The Fighter. She was our guest of honor three years ago. And she was just incredible. I mean, she, we had two acting workshops happening at the same time at, while the festival was going on. And she did her things that we asked her to do. And then she read it in the program. She's like, where are those acting workshops? I want to go. And I'm like, oh my god are you gonna go and she went to both workshops and they freaked out I mean can you imagine you're like doing a scene and all of a sudden Melissa Leo walks in and gives you feedback these the actors will never forget that and the same with Danny DeVito he was our what what he was one of our first like really big international stars that came in 2016 and he was our, um, he got the honorary award and he came with his son, Jack, and they both had a short film called Curmudgeons in the festival. And I, I programmed it in a block with other five shorts and it was the last one. And the reason I put it last was because I said, you know, you guys can go for dinner. And then around that time, you should come and, and present it if you can. And then there'll be a Q&A, but I'm not sure if you're into that. And, and Danny was like, are you kidding me? Like, when does it, when does the block start? Like, just give me popcorn and a Diet Coke. And they literally just sat in the last row in the cinema. He watched all the shorts of the block. And then he sat, I have this picture. He sat with the other filmmakers and the, the shorts were all about family. His, his movie was about family. So I had this family themed 
block. There was like a first time filmmaker in the block. Oh and they God. all sat next to each other. And you know, this filmmaker, he will just, he literally kisses my hand every time I see him. He's like, I have this picture sitting next to Danny DeVito at the festival talking about my movie while he talks about his movie. And I'm like, I know. And Danny was, we would have, we would have happily get, you know, got his driver and send him to a restaurant. He, he wanted to be there and participate. And I just love that about people. And I think this is also a feeling that we give them that we're very chill and no one's going to like haunt you or ask you to do crazy photos. Like you can just be at the festival. Yeah. And that's a really nice environment that I, that I like that that's what we create. Well, and you're also on an island together, which is such a different vibe than being in like a mm -hmm. auditorium in LA or New York and cocktail parties and all of that sort of stressy, you know, time compressed um, way of meeting people, which isn't really very healthy or fun. I mean, it just seems like getting to space things out in a beautiful location must be so much better. It is more fun on an island. <laughs> <laughs> And that story makes me like Danny DeVito even more. I'm just a huge Always Sunny fan. But uh, that's sort of exactly, because I also love the choices that he makes as a producer. So to hear mm -hmm. that he's just a great dude and was just nice and fun is wonderful. Can you talk about the work you're doing consulting for other festivals? I know that we did a panel at Slamdance about two years ago. And mm -hmm. back when you could still do, I guess you can still do that. Never mind. I was going to make a code. It was just before everything went downhill we were this is my last panel i sat on for two years <laughs> one of the things that really blew me away is that you and the other programmers really do watch everything and really do want to know the stories of everybody who makes the movies and one thing you said is you absolutely google the filmmakers you absolutely try to like check them out on instagram and find out who they really are and what they're about um mm -hmm. and it's not just I, th I think when you send off a film or a manuscript or whatever, oftentimes you think, okay, this is just going into a churn and they're looking at 50 things a day and they're gonna watch the first two minutes and make a snap judgment and dismiss mm -hmm. me and then they're gonna go with their friends. And mm -hmm. that's just not what you do at all. No, that's not what we do at all. And our friends don't always like that, but that's the way it is. <laughs> so so what's, the, what's the work that you're doing for other film festivals, helping them to make their selections and get themselves off the ground? Yeah, so um, last year in February, I started the Festival Key, which is this consulting agency that I do where I do strategy, film festival strategies for filmmakers and I consult for festivals. And um, the reason it all started was because a lot of, all of my filmmaker friends, you know, they know I do the festival and I'm head programmer for 10 years and I've watched a ton of movies this way, independent films. And they asked me a lot of questions about submitting and what should I do, what should I not do? And, um, and all of a sudden I was like, wait, if you guys have these questions, many more people have these questions. And I see, when I see the submissions, I'm all, sometimes I think, if you would just tweak a little bit here and a little bit there and, and make the um, cover a little bit shorter, it would be perfect. So I can't really alter your content or your movie. Like I would never go there because that's a creative choice, but the way you present it and the way you can market or pitch it to me, I can definitely help with that. Just because I see it every day and I see that works, that doesn't. Um, and I talk to my programmer friends. Um, I'm, I'm very good friends with um, Boyana. For, I, I, I just talked to her the other day. So Boyana from New Filmmakers um, LA, 
and and she agrees with a lot of the things and she says you know people just tweak it a little bit here and there the presentation could be so much better um and that's where i come in and help and then regarding festivals i've worked with different festivals where um some of them who just started out um, but also some who've already been established 10 15 years who are now kind of looking for a little bit of freshness in their programming and trying to you know tune it up a bit and find a new way of presenting themselves because um, they feel like it's, it's kind of, it's been a little bit like this and they need to spice it up a little bit. So <laughs> I come in and I, I pitch a couple of ideas and I help them revive um, their panels. And, you know, because it's, 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 in the last couple of years, you've, you've seen a lot of the same people doing panels and things. And there are so many amazing, like interesting people out there. And um, so I just kind of try and find, um, find them for these people connect them. The festival key is such a good idea because I just talked to so many filmmakers who aren't sure where to start. It just seems so big. There's so many festivals. Some of them are great. Some of them are a little fly by night. You're not sure who you can trust and to have somebody on the inside to guide you through that, I think would be incredibly helpful. So I, mean, I guess you can call that an endorsement <laughs> because just knowing you and what you choose, I think that'd be a really good idea for people to, to think about. Festival yeah, it's 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 been really eye opening for me also to to see where those filmmakers have gone and how their choices, how I was able to sh shift their choices a little bit because of course the first one of the first things I do when I have a new client I ask them so where do you see your film go like where would you like to see it screen and I mean I could be asleep and I know they were gonna say Sundance, Flanders, Berlinale, South by and I'm like okay wait a second. There is around 10,000 festivals right now in this world and we need to open wider. We need to think about what your movie is really about. Where do you come from? Where do you actors come from? Where is this, where, what is the, your story about? And then we kind of look for themes and topics and connect them to other festivals. Cause it's not just, we're not all gonna go to Sundance. It's just not gonna happen, but, yeah. but that's okay as well. I always tell them because there are so many amazing smaller festivals that can do so much for you and where you can be the shining star instead of one out of like a thousand. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of, um, a lot, a lot of help to be, to be given. And, um, and I've seen that people really appreciate it and yeah. <laughs> and of course you're actively making films. I don't know if you want to talk about this here, but you're making a film next week with your husband and your daughter. Yes. <laughs> I'm so I mean initially like I was like I told you in the beginning I'm I mean I started my whole career in this in this industry as an actress and then I went to film school and I studied producing and directing and that's how I started this whole thing the festival kind of just happened <laughs> by mistake um so I like to and because I'm so dedicated to the festival and to the filmmakers that I choose and promote in the festival I really feel like they're their guide through evolution, but also then after evolution, where are they going and how can I connect them to other festivals? And so I do that nonstop. So sometimes right now I like to just take a couple of weeks and also make my project. Um, and that's such a luxury that I'm, I know that I'm able to do that and I'm savoring every minute of it. So yeah, we're, we're making a short film for the Mallorca Film Commission we won a grant from them um, and it's very exciting and uh, it's, we don't know yet what's going to happen. 
um, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. That's, and then I'm, I'm sure maybe it will be an evolution at some point, that movie, who knows? If you let it in. I mean. Yes, I should talk to the programmer. <laughs> Can you give it people any indication of what's gonna happen with the latest evolution? I mean, we have Delta stuff popping up again, even though I know you guys were very careful about social distancing, every photo from last year, everyone is masked. Um, that was pre-vaccine, now we're post-vaccine, but we're not out of the woods yet. What are you doing COVID-wise and what are you doing just to make the 10 year anniversary special? Um, so COVID-wise, my main thing that I did last year was I eliminated all food and drinks from the festival, which was a really hard decision because that's kind of what people love. They love the networking cocktail parties. They love the hors d'oeuvres, but that had to go because I did not want anyone to have a reason to take their mask off. And I said, yeah, if you want to have some water, of course, but, and, and it worked, we didn't have any cases and we, we got through the festival. And like you mentioned already, we had these outdoor screenings that we were able to make happen. We had a drive-in cinema where people can just come with their family members or friends they hang out with anyway and be in a car. So, so we really made a huge effort to give people the opportunity to still watch the movies and be part of the festival. This year, um, yes, we do have the vaccines, but it's like you said, there's Delta and people with vaccines, they get the virus. Um, still, they don't get it that harsh. Maybe, I mean, friends that I've had, but we have to be careful. And we also, for the first time last year, took part of the festival online. There is a streaming platform called Filming here in Spain. So filming without the G at the end. And um, they're a very big independent movie platform here in Spain. They're only um, GeoBlock for Spain. So we worked with them and we had 75% of the films of the festival screen on there. And that was a filmmaker's choice. If you wanted to do it or not, we gave them the opportunity. Um, and that was great. And I think we will repeat that again. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll think we will make that decision a, a month before if we're going to do that, um, depending on how the situation is. But right now we're going full force ahead and we're planning everything like we did last year. And then we just have to go day by day. Um, I mean, last year was insane that during the, the festival day, there was a curfew all of a sudden that was not there the entire year. But then, you know, boom, there's a curfew at 11 p.m. I'm like, what am I going to do? But we figured it all out. Um, so we we've been through a lot and we can do it again. Um, and then what's special about this 10th edition? Oh, my God. Just the fact that we got to the 10th year and I'm still here breathing. <laughs> Um, we have um, some special guests planned. Like I said, we have some really great talks. We have an amazing casting directors workshop for actors. Um, we're bringing really, we're bringing amazing casting directors from Germany, um, Spain, and the UK. And um, it's just going to be, if COVID allows all of our planning to happen, then it's going to be just a beautiful mix of international panelists, workshops, masterclasses, awardees. Like we, we, we have amazing honorary award people that are not 100% confirmed yet, but they usually confirm mid beginning mid-September. So mm -hmm. we're looking forward for that, um, to that. And it's, it's Mallorca, you know, it's gonna be beautiful. That was Sandra Lipsky, founder and director of the Evolution Mallorca International Film Festival. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd urge you to check out evolutionfilmfestival.com and thefestivalkey.com. 
If you're interested in checking out some of the films we talked about, they were I, Gilbert, There's No Space Between I and Gilbert, it's like iPhone, by Adrian Martinez, and Toprak, T-O-P-R-A-K, by Sevgi Hirschhauser, as well as The Baumbacher Syndrome, by Gregory Kirchhoff. Baumbacher spelled B-A-U-M-B-A-C-H-E-R. Thanks very much for listening. Once again, I'm Tim Malloy from Movie Maker. See you again very soon.